into the contest. It is Friday the 28th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and I've got some great guests on the program because it's Friday. That means we'll be talking NFL and a little bit of Rugby League World Cup with Shad Wicker and we will also have a chat about the World Game. So much happening. Luca Muller, Melbourne comedian, is going to be here as well. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Okay, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker, he's back in town, ladies and gentlemen. Shadster, how are you, buddy? Mate, I'm doing okay. I'm back a bit damaged and bruised from my holiday, though. I uh, I came off a motorbike and I was robbed. Mm. So, you know, the full Vietnam experience. At least we're talking about sport. <laughs> we was robbed. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah you will, uh, you're, you're in one piece, which is the main thing, my dear friend. Um, what have you thought of the Rugby League World Cup? Of course, um, there's a very close watch at our house uh, on the way Lebanon's going. My mother, of course, born there. I'm half Lebanese. And my son, he's a massive fan. And uh, I tell you what, in one of the almost biggest upsets, they push New Zealand. It's been an interesting series, actually. It's been an interesting World Cup. Yeah, I mean, look, we were kind of hoping for, you know, to be honest, someone to step up and put a bit of a challenge to the big dogs, hasn't it? Because really, it's been dominating mm. um, by the top dogs. But Lebanon gave us a little bit of something to get excited about. You guys should sneak in, surely. It's yeah, your but, island. Oh, they'll get in. They've got to beat Jamaica. And I don't, Come on now. You know, Mighty yeah, Jamaica. I think they might get through the Jamaicans and uh, yeah, into the quarterfinals. But uh, all right, let's, let's change and uh, redirect our lens to what is going on in American football because... Uh, the quarterback at the Denver Broncos, you've got him caught in your in your craw. Oh, man. Look, I've got, I will say it's a tough year for quarterbacks in the NFL this year if you're a fan of watching it. This point scoring is down. It's nearly at an all-time low in the modern era of NFL. And the big great names that we know, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, they're having tough seasons, right? And another name is Russell Wilson. We spoke about this guy uh, well, ages ago, back in the offseason. He was part of that really big monster trade to get into the Denver Broncos, the famous Denver Broncos, the John Elway, Peyton Manning, Denver Broncos, and they thought that he was going to turn around this franchise, a marquee quarterback, a guy that can do it for them. He is playing awful, awful footy at the moment for the Denver Broncos. They are wallowing. They're an awful team. But he has been doing some of the worst press conferences I've ever seen in my life. Like, you talk about a guy ruining his PR. He sounds like such a phony, Tim. Now, you've you've interviewed sports stars 
throughout your entire career, have you ever met some that are just like, you're like, you are not a real person. You are completely fake. There is nothing real about you. Oh, I have, absolutely. And they don't have to be sports stars. But but, but the point you're making, <laughs> and I think you'd agree with me on this, is that if you do have any semblance of success in whatever you do, the you know, it's that authenticity that generally is the thing that gets you there. You know, so, yeah. so you know, they say fake it till you make it. Well, you can only fake it till you make it, and then I think people see through it. But um, 100%. It's, it's pretty hard to digest, isn't it? It's, it's I just cannot cop it, you know. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of lines that Russell Wilson has been throwing out there. They're playing bad. He's played yeah. so bad, yeah. so poorly. So he did one press conference where he came out, and all he did for the, for the whole five minutes was say, I know I'm great. I know I can win. I know I can come over and uh, overcome adversity. You're a quarterback. You're a captain of the team, dude. Try and start mentioning everyone else. He got injured uh, and was said that they were like, are you going to return? Are you going to play next weekend? And he said, yeah, I am. I'm training really well. My hamstring feels great. I've got Wolverine blood. Wolverine blood. <laughs> I've got, he's been hanging out with Charlie Sheen, I think, a bit too much. But Wolverine blood is what he reckons he has. Kept banging on about it all the way up until the game. And then on the game day, he withdrew from his injury. Mm. So he didn't even end up playing for the team. And the team actually played better. Uh, my favorite one is he went over. They're playing in uh, in Germany. The NFL's playing in Germany this weekend. Mm. And the Broncos are going over. Russell Wilson heading over, saying he's going to be playing. And he tried to he told the biggest lie to the media. It was like watching a toddler lie to you where you know he's lying, but they just keep talking. <laughs> like, and he tried to convince the media that on the flight over in an eight-hour flight, he only slept uh, one hour, watched film tape the rest of the, the another like three or four hours, and then was doing exercises up and down the aisle of the team jet on the way to the game uh, for this eight-hour flight. Now, when he was asked, did anyone see this? He said, no, no, everyone was asleep. <laughs> Tell you what. He's the biggest loser, dude. <laughs> He's got another career if he gives it up, that's for sure. Um, now, yeah, now, yeah. Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you mentioned it before. Mm. Um, Matt Ryan. Yeah, the vets are going, mate. It's a changing of the guard in the NFL. You think of those three names, they're guys that we've seen in Super Bowls. They've all won MVPs over the last decade. And now they are three of the worst quarterbacks in the league at the moment, including Russell Wilson as well. Tom Brady, 45 years old still playing in the NFL, now going through a divorce. People are asking the question, is this guy still willing to play? Was his come out of retirement for this year the worst decision ever? We all laughed about it, how he said he needed to spend more time with his family, and after 40 days he was like, you know what, that's enough time, I need to come back and play, <laughs> play in the NFL. He's now going through a pretty tough time in his personal life, and it's starting to resonate on the field. We are watching what we thought we would never see with Tom Brady, or are we actually watching what people thought was going to happen 15 years ago? The gradual decline of the greatest of all time, Brady is now having his Michael Jordan Wizards year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the year that we all forget when we talk about Michael Jordan, which is his real last dance was a very awful run with the Wizards in his final year of the NBA. That's what we're watching now. Aaron Rodgers uh, in the offseason famously went and had some ayahuasca, went and tripped out of his mind for a bit to start the new season. Looks like he's still tripping at the moment. He can't land a pass all year. (laughs) The back-to-back MVP. And Matt Ryan, this is a fascinating one, this is the guy that was an MVP, got signed by the Colts. He has just been dropped as the starting quarterback. And when you drop a player, you kind of go, oh, he's going to have a rest. Sure, we'll just rest Matt Ryan. No, the team has come out and said he is now going to be benched for the rest of the year. 
just straight up one of the greats the, to play the quarterback position. And apparently the rumor is is because he has an injury clause in his contract that if he plays this year and gets hurt, next year he's guaranteed upwards of $17 million. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> So financial yes. decisions. Father Tom does catch up on us all. Uh, look, I have to ask you, Ben Simmons, 100%. mate. Um, it's just, look, we, we, we thought he was through it all, didn't we? We thought that, you know, he was going to come to the Brooklyn Nets. Well, some of us did. And hopefully turn the corner, turn the page. And it's just started so badly. It's bad, mate. It's probably the worst stud debut you could have. I, I, think, I feel for him. I feel for my team, which is the Nets that he plays for, which sucks. Mm. Um, look, I think the thing with Ben Simmons, obviously the um, shoot at Ben video is out at the moment of Kyrie Irving yelling at him to shoot the ball. What people aren't talking about is, you know, yeah, he didn't play amazing in that game. He hasn't had a really good run, but that game was probably one of the better ones that he played. He was setting yeah. up a lot of people. He was defensively pretty on point throughout that game, but the stats are pretty bad. He's the only player in the uh, league at the moment that's played over 100 minutes of basketball and has only scored a, uh, has scored a total less than 25 points and 25 rebounds. So his product productivity in terms of boards and points is nowhere near what it needs to be for him to be an all-star. I... Kyrie Irving actually came out and defended him after that game and said, you know, people are putting too much pressure on Ben. He hasn't played for nearly two years. Get off his back. I will say this. If he doesn't pick it up in the next handful of games, he's on the trade block. The Brooklyn Nets will get rid of Ben Simmons this year if things don't change. And I'd actually make the bold enough prediction to say he's not going to be wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey next year. Yeah, well, and then what happens next? That's the big thing. Anyway, yeah. we hope he can turn it around because, look, as a young guy and through large parts of his career, he is, you know, he's amazed people with some of the feats that mm. he can uh, come up with on a basketball court. Just like you, Shadstar, look, we're, oh, we're glad that you're back safe and well after a few melodramas in Vietnam. <laughs> Those injuries will repair and we'll be back on track next week. See you Friday. No worries, brother. Up next on Afternoon Sport, it's Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, I love them. And, uh, of course, Luca Muller, our Melbourne comedian, joins us every Friday. How are you, Luca? Good, mate. Good, good, good. I can feel your presence in our city. It's good to have you down here, mate. Oh, it's nice to be back, to be honest with you. I love Melbourne. It's like a second home to me. And to be able to just jump in and out, like we always did, is is fantastic. Now, let's have a look at the world game. Um, to start with, uh, some Champions League. There's a bit going on. 
Yeah, big time. Some more uh, interesting midweek results from the Champions League there. Most notably for me, Paris Saint-Germain is absolutely on fire. Uh, mm. They beat Maccabi Haifi 7-2, who obviously Maccabi not the strongest team, but massive win for Paris there. And they're looking really good after a few years of pretty mixed form and obviously mixed form in the Champions League as well. Uh, PSG are absolutely humming at the moment. Their new coach, Christophe Gaultier, which is the coolest French name I've ever heard, I think. Uh, he came in in June, has really whipped him into shape. Um, apparently he's a really good people person. He's a good one-on-one coach, which is, I think, what they've probably needed for a long time with all the big names, big egos running around that club. Uh, and he seems to have them clicking. So it's very exciting to see. He's got Lionel Messi playing as well as he ever has at age 35. Uh, and I think as a sports podcast, we're legally obliged to uh, do a bit of Messi and Ronaldo comparisons. Uh, and later in their careers, it's interesting to see, you know, where they've both ended up at the moment. Ronaldo obviously feuding with his coach, not getting a lot of great game time. Uh, Messi, on the other hand, playing as good as he ever has and uh, scoring two goals in the Champions League. So very interesting stuff there from uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And then on the Italian side of things, we've got Juventus, who look absolutely all over the place. They went down 4-3 to uh, relatively small uh, Benfica, Portuguese side. And 4-3, the scoreline flatters Juventus as well. They're all over the place. They're sitting mid-table in the Italian league. Great group of players, but just not performing. It looks like the uh, clock is ticking for coach Max Allegri there. On the other hand, the other Italian clubs, Napoli and AC Milan, are flying in the domestic league and flying in the Champions League as well. So not looking too good for uh, old Juventus there. Elsewhere, men City had a nil-nil draw with Dortmund. Not that interesting of a game, but notably for me, uh, Man City missed another penalty, uh, which they've been doing a bit of lately. Uh, across all sort of major leagues in football, penalties are scored at a rate of about 85%. Man City are scoring them at 65%. So it's sort of their one Achilles heel at the moment. Uh, and obviously in a game of such fine margins, that could cost them pretty dearly in the Champions League or in the EPL back home as well. Bayern Munich also got a win. Uh, Liverpool got a win. Chelsea got a win. And in the Women's Champion League... Uh, uh, Aussie Sam Kerr made history, first ever Chelsea player to score four goals in one game. So she's on fire yeah. at the moment. Well, that's the kind of form we want, of course. We have the Women's World Cup next year. There's been a lot of talk about it, and uh, Channel 7 took the TV rights for that one. Australia's got a bit of a difficult draw, but with Sam Kerr banging in four, um, that is good news uh, in great form. She's always in great form, really, isn't she? What about in the English Premier League? Yeah, so a couple of matchups to keep an eye on this weekend coming up. Uh, Chelsea and Brighton face off with Graham Potter, former Brighton coach, coaching against his old team for the first time. Uh, also interesting to keep an eye on. It's um, made a few headlines around the world, but Potter, when he was at Brighton, he was a very... Um, he was pretty low-key kind of guy. He didn't dress too flashy. He just wore the uh, wore the classic Brighton tracksuit on the sideline there. And since he's gone to Chelsea, the bigger budget, it's all happening. He's gotten a new hairdo. He's gotten his beard trimmed. He's wearing suits. He's wearing scarves. He's wearing turtlenecks on the sideline. So it'll be interesting to see the fashion that he pulls out against his old team there. Oh, I love it. it um, it's been an interesting <laughs> season, hasn't it, in the APL? It really has. It has, yeah. Coaches coming and going like crazy. Another one, Newcastle versus Aston Villa this week. Villa obviously sacked Stephen Jerry. Last week, uh, I gave him the podcaster's curse. Actually, I logged on and uh, said, "Oh, this could be a tough time. The clock could be ticking for Gerard." And then, by the time the podcast was uploaded, he'd already been fired. So, <laughs> hopefully, bring no more bad luck. But they'll have just for one game. They've got a caretaker coach, Aaron Danks. So, pretty interesting situation to be in, where you're only going to be coaching for one game. You know it. They've already hired it at placement. So, what would you do, Tim, if you had one game in charge of a team? Just go crazy, all out offense, try and get a historic win, or what? I don't know. I'd put a turtleneck on and. Just- 
just to enjoy it. Um, but, but what about the UFC? Uh, we've seen a little bit of lip between uh, Conor McGregor and our own, uh, well, I don't think uh, Alex Volkanovsky said too much, but Conor did. <laughs> yeah, he's always got plenty to say uh, on Twitter, old Conor. Interesting to see if he probably ever fights again. I'd be leaning towards no mm. at the moment. But either way, exciting things happening uh, for Volkanovski. We saw, obviously, UFC 280 go down last weekend. Some great fights, some not-so-great fights. But in the end, we saw Islam Makachev claim the title from Charles Oliveira at lightweight there in relatively dominant fashion. And now all the talk is about Volkanovski going up to lightweight to face Makachev there in a very exciting fight. Meant to be taking place at uh, UFC 284 in Perth in February. But if for whatever reason that's not the fight that does happen injury or whatever else god forbid uh this weekend i think will probably give us ne- volkanovsky's next opponent if it's not makachev so we've got a massive featherweight showdown happening this weekend uh arnold allen against calvin cater both super exciting heavy hitting stand-up fighters uh if it's not makachev i think whoever wins this fight will be volkanovsky's next opponent at that card in perth so one to keep an eye on now just wrapping it up locally in the afl essendon and, and the report came out this week you and i both could have written this ourselves they're a shambles, Essendon, and such a mighty, mighty club. They've been this way for quite a while now. Yeah, it is a shame to see. Ever since, um, ever since the drug scandal, it seems like they've been just in shambles all over the map, on field, off the field. They haven't won a final for 20 years or so. Um, like you say, anyone could have written it. It's pretty public knowledge that Essendon's back office is not in a great way, and it's a shame to see such a such a historic and storied club uh, struggling like this. Hopefully, I don't know what it'll take. Maybe a big flush out of the back office or what. But yeah, that report obviously pointing to some pretty negative signs. Be interesting and hopeful. Maybe we can hold a little bit of hope in our hearts for us and to get it together over the next couple of years. Maybe um, Brad Scott will be a good appointment there. He seems like he's got a good uh, footy head on his shoulders. So poor old Essendon. Hopefully they can start looking good again. Yeah, they got their fingers crossed, that's for sure. I was there when James Heard glided and they won that grand final over Melbourne. It's hard to believe that it's over 20 years ago. Good on you, Luca. We'll catch you next week, buddy. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Luca Muller and to Shad Wicker today. Thanks to our sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital, The Osher Group and O'Brien Beer and our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll see you Monday for your daily dose of sport. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.